Before we get into today's episode, we wanted to introduce you guys to Shoebox. Shoebox is designed for sneaker enthusiasts, a unique one-of-a-kind sneaker-inspired pin product. What makes them unique is that 10% from every pin sold goes to purchasing new sneakers for kids in need. At the PLP, we love to support the youth. So y'all use the code LOUNGE20 at checkout to get 20% off. You can find them at shopshoebox.com. So S-H-O-P-S-H-O-O-B-O-X.com or on Instagram at shoebox underscore S-H-O-O-B-O-X underscore. Thank y'all and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the President's Lounge. I'm your host, Majid. We are having our first interview in the President's office. And to start it off, I wanted to bring along the best master's office uh, of all time, to be honest. I want to put you guys on that Mount Rushmore. We have Pablo, Marco, and Erica along here. Welcome. Thank you guys for taking the time out of your day to have a conversation with me. How are you guys doing today? We're good. And thanks for the Majid, right? It's, it's yes. not often we're invited to the to the president's lounge. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I wanted to bring you guys along to have this open, candid conversation as if we were in the council office, if we're upstairs in the master's office, to have these conversations of what's going on currently right now, because we always have current conversations. But right now, what's a moment? the most trending thing is mental health. And as a student, we kind of focus on ourselves and we kind of look towards ourselves saying, it's a me, 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 what's going on with me um, in terms of my professors aren't helping me here, the university isn't helping me here, rather than it look towards, look outwards and look at others and try to figure out what they're dealing with and what trauma and what problems they're dealing with and how they've had to reinvent themselves. So. This is the open fl- platform because I haven't seen anyone really have this conversation with university admin and school admin to talk about what changes you guys have done and, and how it's changed everything and how you guys have had to adapt, like how students have had to adapt. So I want to start off by giving Pablo the floor to speak about what he's gone through and everything that's going on to kind of build that floor. And then we can go to Marco and then Erica to go on after. So Pablo, if you'd like to take the floor. Thanks, my dude. Well, quickly, I think, you know, my circumstances are different from many because, first of all, I have a full-time job and I have a stability, a material and financial stability in my life that allows me to think in some sense beyond the present. That said, the kind of daily routines have kind of gone somewhat uh, and what in, in defines my day, the kind of engagement through the, the through Zoom, both with Marco and Erica, obviously, but also through with some of my my colleagues and last semester when I was teaching as well. But it is very, very different because I'm someone who believes in space and the need to engage people in space, to see them, to read them, to read their body language. And so while I'm lucky, you know, I've got a wife, I'm, you know, I've got people who I'm in touch with, it's just not the same. And so for me, my primary outlet, as both Mark and Erica knows, 
is through my music, right, of, of playing. I probably practice more than I have done in the past. It's not taking up a new hobby. It's really pursuing something that's been a, one of the modes of expression that I need to do anyway. And this is something I would encourage people to do because music literally does get you out of yourself as well as it allows you to think of yourself as well. And I mean that in the mm -hmm. best sense, not in an egotistical sense, but just be in touch with yourself a bit better. So I, I miss the daily engagements with Marco and Erica. I miss the daily engagements with students. I miss the walks that take me from place to place on campus. I miss the walks even rushing to get the streetcar, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and the subway, <laughs> you know, running up the stairs. All these mm -hmm. things I miss, but in particular, I just miss the hurly burly of the everyday life of seeing young people around me and, and hoping they'll ask me a question I've got an answer to. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. No, definitely having those things. I think now, especially, it's more the finer things are being taken into a bigger aspect where I'm thinking about the little moments of just the walk from class to class or the the running that I'm late for class to class. The yeah. I'm in my car, I'm I'm eating my donut while trying to not say, trying to do different things, getting there, then I'm late and I say, I'm doing the last minute revision of my tests and stuff like that. We're running with your friend, like, yo, we're late, let's go, let's go, let's go. Like just small things I used to take for granted. Now, not having any of those things, it's like, oh, I would die just to be in a line waiting for Wendy's and just being like, oh, just looking at all the students, looking at the order. Or seeing uh, Complex when they bring out a fresh pizza and I'm with Kobina and, and Corbin and we're just laughing like, oh, it's a fresh one? Oh, we have to get it, we have to get it, we have to get it. Just tr those small interactions that you yeah. used to be like, this is like a little joke. Now you're thinking back to it like, oh, these things were, the small moments always build to the bigger moments. Like I've always heard those things where you always look at the little nitty gritty things that grind out the moments that give you the bigger moments, stuff like that. It's really impactful to really think about that right now. How about you, Marco? Mm -hmm. uh, I think, I think uh, what Pablo said is, is applicable to me as well. And I think it's probably applicable to everyone. Um, I think what we're experiencing as uh, administrators and faculty members is probably not too different than what uh, students are experiencing. So whereas we might not have uh, classes, we, we have a lot of meetings. Mm -hmm. And if, if um, the experiences of being, of attending meetings on Zoom are anything like going to class on Zoom, I know how tired students must mm -hmm. be um, because it is, it does drain, it does drain me. And, you know, I think we all miss the same thing. You know, I miss, I miss being able to, to go outside, grab Pablo and Erica and the soccer ball and like kick the soccer ball around on, on the founders mm -hmm. green or on the Vanier field, you know, playing 21 on, uh, on the basketball mm -hmm. court, which Erica's really good at, by the way, she's, she's won like every game so far. Um, we gotta get one of those games back, you know, back on campus. Yeah. We definitely do. You know, she used to school us all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Never, never, never lay money down against Erica. Good to know it. <laughs> Erica's quiet, just going to come by, be like, hey, we could play for fun. And then three games later, I'm all out of money. Just, you know, missing missing those things, missing, seeing, you know, a big part of my day was seeing you guys, mm -hmm. you know, seeing uh, Pablo, Erica, bugging student council in the lounge, you know, so 
so I just miss uh, I miss all of you guys and and the interactions that we used to mm-hmm. have and but I'm sure that's like that for students as yeah. well. It's that interaction mm-hmm. you're missing, right? Because at the end of the day, the colleges are meant to build communities, and it's hard to foster mm-hmm. that online. You know, we've been talking about basketball or grabbing a ball or just like going outside for a walk or students just coming up to the office like that right. spontaneity mm-hmm. is gone mm-hmm. you know yeah you can call a meeting on zoom but it's not yeah. it's not the same right so it's that's the biggest for adjustment sure. and then even relating back to the to the zoom stuff doing social events and trying to engage mm-hmm. with students it's come to the point where even myself when i look at it um go throughout my day and it's like i have class in the morning i got other meetings in between and then to see a social event to say, hey, we're doing this event, uh, blah, 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 come check it out. I'm like, no, I can't do this. It's not the same way as being on campus where it's like the digital version of you're dragging your friend to come out there. Like, hey, come to this event with me. And it's like, okay, I'm logging on. (laughs) While in person, if I don't want to go to an event and my friend's like, no, we're going, like I'm leaving, you're going to be here by yourself. You're going to be like, okay, well, I'm not going to stay here by myself. I'm going to go. But being at home, it's like, there's just so much things that it's like, Hey, come join our event. Okay, well, I have my TV, I have my dog, my video games, other things that kind of I can just do instead of coming to social events. So as a college president, mm-hmm. we've seen the attendance drastically drop in terms of student engagement, but we know students are still engaged amongst their friend groups. It's finding ways to kind of crack that that groups to say, hey, like you guys all come out to this event um, and come hang out and do this stuff. And it's but they're all saying like, I'm, I've been on Zoom all day. I've been on Zoom all week. Right. I'm kind right. of fatigued from the internet. I'm kind of fatigued from being on a Zoom call, whether it's friendly or not in terms of like that. Like I find myself reluctant to go on FaceTime with my friends now and with other people because I do so much social interaction already all day throughout the computer that I just, my eyes are just like, I can't like, no, I just need to read a book or play with my dog for 20 minutes. I just need to get that that computer light away from me. And how have you guys had to adapt in terms of trying to keep the student engagement as a master's office? Because I, I know other, and especially that could help relate to us as college presidents in terms of engaging, because we are the connection to the students through the work with you guys, how it trickles down from the top down where I work with you guys and then I find ways to interact with the students to say, hey, we're doing this, we're doing this, uh, come check this out. How have you guys had to adapt and any tips to give to students and other kind of administration out there? Well, one of the things, I mean, I, I actually enjoy the diminished occasions that the three of us get together. And one of the reasons is because of scale, right? You know, although the screen is still small, there are less people on it. Mm-hmm. And so I can see Marco and Erica, if not sharply, it's it's them that I have to concentrate on. Whereas mm-hmm. if it's my class or if it's, you know, faculty council or if it's some larger event, I've got to be thinking about all these different people on the screen and it just gets tiring. It just gets mm-hmm. tiring. And so I think that the thing I find that and, and I've one of the things that Marco and Erica and I have done is we, we've been spontaneous about when we engage. Sometimes we acknowledge that because of the extent of the meetings we have, like last week in particular, we all had a lot of meetings. And so we only got to see each other twice. Whereas unlike when we'd see each other daily, 
and I'd holler down the hall at, at Eric or Eric would come into the office or I'd come out, even if I was working on something in my office and hear the sound of students, that kind of spontaneity, spontaneity is lost. It gave me an excuse not to work on what I was working on when I'd hear familiar voices outside, <laughs> right? And I, so I think we need to build that into what we do but also scale it down, right? So it's not the mega event where you're concentrating on all the different faces that are postage stamp, stamp size, but rather where you're looking at smaller groups of interaction, which are more manageable and in fact are easy on the eye. And to be blunt, I mean, to be pick, perhaps to be a little picky and choosy about the people whom you want to hang out with, right? So how mm -hmm. you do that in, in the context of the, of the the president's office, I don't know, but maybe it's subgroups rather than everyone. And then have the bigger event, right? So I think one of the things that we could do, although I'm, a, again, I, I play and I've been on stage and I, I've been in, you know, you like that feedback from the audience, right? But at the same time, I think a musical event or some event that gets people rocking in their seat and sometimes if they want to get on their feet uh, to do something all right, or to, mm -hmm. to do what we did a couple of years ago, is to have someone who's really funny come on and tell some jokes, right? Mm -hmm. People need relief. And to be spontaneous and do some silly things, not embarrassing things, but do some silly things that yeah. allow the comfort of a kind of a small-scale friendship. You can, you can do those kinds of things without a sense of shame or a sense of being like, you know, the, the idiot in the room. Mm -hmm. So I think scale is important because I find... The smaller the group of people, the, the, the better sometimes it is. It's just too yeah. much to take in when you've got 40 people on a screen. It really 100%. is. 100%. Right? No, for sure. Definitely, definitely coming back to that in terms of being a student too. When you get on these class Zoom calls, like my whole summer was just being on Zoom. So I'm already mentally checked in. I know how to turn my camera on. I've built that comfort level of this is kind of the world that we're stuck in. Because of earlier on, I had some reluctancy and I was like, no, camera's off. Oh, I'm not having a good day. And it's like, I started to see that the more I had had my camera on, because I, um, in the first semester, I was in a peer mentorship course and a program where I was the uh, student advisor kind of thing. The more I had my camera on, the more students either start to copy and have their camera on. Because they're like, this guy has his camera on every single day. And it's like, I had, some days I came on with no haircut. Some days I came on and I was just, just out of it, headache. And I was like... <laughs> I would look at myself and I'd be like, no, this can't be how I look on camera. No. And I was like, but then I kept thinking back to it. And I said, there's some kid probably watching this and me being an older kind of figure in terms of the course, because they're all first years. They're looking like, wow, even in like he might be look, he looks really bad, but he has his camera on somewhere where he's like, yeah. if he looks that bad that he can have his camera on, why can't I have my camera on? And I started to crack jokes with these kids to say like, all right, you got to turn your camera on. I haven't had a haircut in four months. My facial hair is crazy. I don't even want to shave. My barber said he won't even come to my house. Can you just turn your camera on for like today's class? And then I'll get a haircut and I won't look this bad ever again. I promise you. So to have those humor to lighten up the, the thick moments, I, I understand how important that is um, to build those relationships. Because those big courses where you have 40, 50 people on at once, it's just too, it's just too much where like too even much. as a it's professor to monitor as a professor, you just, you really can't get that through. And to also have that devil's advocate, it's not a good aspect where sometimes in some courses, professors have it mandatory, your camera has to be on. I've heard students have that whole conversation. I don't like having my camera yeah. on yeah. just because of my but they own don't thing have to, right? Stuff. 
No. But they don't have to. I don't think they... Uh, I, I, I can say this against any colleague of mine that mm -hmm. they're not supposed to do that. Right? Yeah. There so are issues had... privacy. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've heard of about course, that yeah. from both sides where I was thinking to myself, I said, that that's kind of a privacy thing in terms of I've it heard is. that. And other students have... And that's the one part to tell students now also is that students don't have the full advocation and know all the things that like you have this where this is your thing where if the professor does tell you you must have your camera on that is a privacy thing and to protect yourself and that's why to have these conversations with you guys is so important because these are things that students don't know that they kind of need to be aware of certain things and that's why the whole concept of the podcast is to inform them yeah well majid you can quote me right if there's a, <laughs> if there's a faculty member who makes a claim about it's mandated you can tell them out of Perfect. this office that it is not true also uh, along with that conversation in terms of of events i think there is there is such a thing as we've mentioned of zoom fatigue mm -hmm. and so trying to be strategic in terms of what events to put out there and how many to put mm -hmm. out there um you don't want to overwhelm anyone if they're coming out of you know a four meeting day or they've been in class for six hours to then add something else on top of it so try to be strategic when we do have events. I suppose on, on a personal level is, is just also finding time to step away from the computer mm -hmm. uh, as much as possible. And I think probably now that we're in February, although the sun is shining right now, I think uh, this is probably the worst time for most people because we're in the middle of winter. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have that opportunity mm -hmm. to kind of pick up and go for a walk even because it's, it's minus 12 today. Yeah. Finding other ways where you're kind of forcing yourself to do something, to, uh, to get away from the phone, get away from the computer, and just try to do something to get the blood flowing or something to get your mind at ease. Like I don't, I don't play music, but I listen to music. Mm -hmm. So that's my, that's one of my things I do in the winter. Yeah, that's a good outlet. Yeah, I think constant breaks from the computer is yeah. a must, and I think. You know, being, you know, from a student's perspective and even like working in administration, it can sometimes be hard to take a break, right? So it's a matter of disciplining yourselves to learn how to step away from the screen and giving yourself that time and stretching, you know, even if it's cold to go outside, stretch in your house, mm -hmm. like do something, right? In terms of our events, like I said before, it's definitely been an adjustment, but oddly enough, our we've actually had an uptake in student attendance, but something that we always try to incorporate is as much student engagement as possible. So always leaving time, an ample amount of time for students to provide their feedback and to talk to whoever the guest speaker is or whatever event mm -hmm. we're holding, right? The goal now, especially, is to not have students be talked at, especially because they're on Zoom for an extended period of time, right? So having events that are more you know, they're always been student focused, right? But now more than ever, giving them that opportunity to yeah. talk, 
right, and engage, whether it's through the chat feature or verbally as well through Zoom. Um, but the difficult thing is, like you were saying before, is getting them to turn on their camera. Yeah. <laughs> At least I'm noticing a lot yeah. of their cameras are off, even though they're chatty. It'd be good to see their faces and yeah. to know, put a exactly. face to the name that you see on the screen. That's, yeah. yeah, that's the one thing is, is kind of you have, like, even with our events, we've built the same basis of kind of attendance in terms of the same, we have that regular group that's attending. And we've kind of tried to use that regular group to outsource to more people now where we're getting other people from other colleges attending our events. And that's the basis is we're trying to give that university networking base point of it where you can come to our event. You don't have to be a founder student. You can come to you can come to these moments that we're doing where it would be like the lounge where ironically, if you're in the lounge that day and it's a pasta eating contest, you just got to pay the entry fee. If it's $5, you can pay and you can join and eat and you can win the prize like anybody else. It doesn't have to be founders or not. So that outsourcing to give them the closest thing to a community university atmosphere is the one thing that I want to staple kind of my presidency this year on is to create that because when i got to york as a varsity athlete my main goal was sports 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 that's it school was a back burner and all my teammates and coaches know that because they had trouble dealing with me saying what are you doing what are you doing you're not going to play and then an injury led me to kind of flip the whole narrative on myself now and that's it okay i'm injured i can't play sports i'm done school and then i said i just can't strictly focus on school I'm not that person where I can just tap in into school and just get it done. And that led me to student government as a as an outlet to say, this is kind of the replacement for the sports currently for the basis where I have something that I can drive my, that drive that I have into to work on and build that network. For students, the one thing that I want to kind of staple on is that university is as much education as it is, as it is networking. And I've built some of my greatest friendships from just a simple classroom, sitting down with someone and saying, oh, I'm, I'm not even ready for this test in two weeks. And the guy's like, me and you are the same. And now me and this kid talk every day and we're, we've built that friendship where we've kind of guided ourselves through it. And he's been there for me in my down moments. I've been there for his good moments. And that's the one thing now I think is missing, especially with the pandemic, that lack of connection where that same circle of high school that you had, you bring to university. And that is true also post pandemic and every pre pandemic too, is that you often bring the same people with you, but you're not there. I don't think students are getting the opportunity to actually grow that circle that they have or kind of be more selective about that circle saying, okay, I'm going to take that out and I'm going to replace it with this. I'm going to take this friend out to kind of just, cause that's what happens really in university is, you start to be more selective of who you hang around with and who you stay with because you're trying to build yourself as a young adult. I find students are more reluctant to do that because you can't really interact with them. So I wanted this to kind of be maybe the opening conversation for them in terms of that we don't have the access to prepare for that kind of picking and choosing, but there's different platforms that we can kind of work on as young adults to say, maybe attend this event here or do this here to kind of start networking in our own terms, if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, I think I do. And I just discovered something about you I didn't know before, uh, which is, and I think it's a really useful focal point, uh, without trying to get into people's background, to find what animates them and what mm -hmm. their interests are, and what path they thought they would take, given what those interests are, but how, in some sense, they've been side side placed because yeah. of the current circumstances right so you yeah. as a student athlete you know we share something in common but again my circumstances were very very different right but nonetheless it's an outlet that's been closed down yeah. and so therefore what do you do exactly. with with that you use the example of food right mm -hmm. uh we forget just how important food is as a place to stop you know sometimes in the office the three of us will just sit there with our various concoctions and we'll eat. Uh, we'll eat separately or differently, but we'll have conversations over that, right? So a place is a focal point for a discussion. My father used to have a saying, the only way of staying fit is to be late. I discourage that with all the students. But the point is, again, it gets back to something you said about the, the spontaneity of things. So two things. One is, is, is looking at what animates you that you can find common cause with other people. And the mm -hmm. second thing, finding substitutes for the things that you would ordinarily find engagement with. You know, founders, founders is food town. There's always yeah. food in some place, right? Whether we <laughs> yeah, steal exactly. stuff from upstairs and we bring it down <laughs> to the office and allow students just to come in and eat, right? And there we've got our hub and there you've got the base of the conversation. All that is done for now, right? So what yeah. are the other sites? What are the ways in which we can foster these different ways of engagement? And I think, yeah, I think you've done something quite brilliant here, actually, with both your own personal testimonies around what you've done and how you shape things, but also thinking about the alternatives to that in this very unusual, and we have to call it abnormal. We don't want this to be normal. It's not a yeah. new normal, and it never should so. be. And so I think, but short of that, is to find ways in which you can, as I say, again, to use that word, foster alternative ways of doing things everything mark and erica said just it's in taking breaks stepping back mm -hmm. uh you know soccer's become my watching it i've got to tell yeah. you right i mean even if it's taping yeah. a game afterwards 100%. right and and, yeah. and watching it if, if it wasn't around i i got to give yeah it's sports capitalism but at the same time you're doing me a service man <laughs> yeah, exactly. because if, the, if it wasn't there i don't know what i do right no so exactly but then what about other people if it's not soccer what else is it that they mm -hmm. normally do that they can gain access to and find yeah. other people whom they share that with you know it gives marco and i a conversation about our respective teams that we love by the way mark is looking more like perlo but you know <laughs> i was um... gonna say that that's what i was gonna say earlier in the, in the first call that we had today i was gonna bring yeah, that up yeah. i was i was saying marco's looking yeah, like the yeah. traditional the traditional center defensive mid right now he's, yeah he's having, yeah definitely, he's in man. form yeah. he's in form yeah <laughs> well my 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 hair is in form my cardio is nowhere don't near. worry because we're all on the same basis i think if we get back out on the pitch me you corbin Kobina, the whole team it's gonna take maybe 20 games before we're back in back in form it's gonna be a couple of rough 20 games
template of the podcast and that concept when I was thinking about it was that we've lost two formals, we've, things like that as a university where formal is our biggest social interaction. I saw people at formal and I said, you're part of founders? Like I've never seen you before. And then the flip side of that is I'll go to Stong formal, I'll go to Cali May formal, I'll go to New College formal, and you'll go to all these other formals and you'll meet students in that formal connection. And it's like that same circle of people still talk to, but we're the upper years of it in terms of that. All of us are either graduating this year or next year, and that's the main circle. And now it's the next cycle because generations keep coming. Nothing really stops. As as people say, the, the, game, the game keeps going on like it doesn't wait for anyone. So that next generation of future leaders of the university are, are currently up right now, and they're kind of sitting back and looking for I would say not guidance, but looking for the inspiration to be like, do I join a student council? Because we saw we saw a lack of interest in a student council from our end. I don't know about other people um, of what it is and what it takes to be on a student council in, in a pandemic. And this is this is the abnormal, as you said, not and that we're not going to keep it like this. But the concept was just to hold it down for people to say, like, there you can reinvent yourself no matter the circumstances. Just you have to really take time to think about it and find what what your skill set suits. I can bring this back to my friend Corbin's mom. Me and her had multiple conversations. She always kept saying, like, you should do something with your voice. You talk, you talk, you talk, you talk, you talk. And then I was like, um, okay. Like, I said that to her. I was like, okay, we'll figure it out one day. And then we get into the pandemic, and the first person I called her is, I said, this is the one time where I, you said this to me two years ago, and now I'm starting a podcast because of, and look at the full circle of things in my eyes. Instead of just quitting and kind of putting things aside, take a risk and try something new. And if it doesn't work, the worst thing that happens is you tried. Like that's the one thing I remember hearing from being an athlete too and being a student is I I took courses that I was like, I don't think I'm gonna like this course and I get into it and I tried it and I'm in love with the course because I gave it an effort. But if I didn't give it a try the whole time and if I had a closed mind when I entered that course, it wouldn't have been one of the best courses I've taken in university where I recommend it to people now. So how do you build that ability to have that open-mindedness in a pandemic in terms of trying to find new things? Like how, especially coming from with you guys too, as, as, as more of adult figures and parental figures to me, because we talk all the time, what kind of tips would you give to students listening to say, how would you start to open that those gates that you would normally do if we were back on campus more? When I look at your surname, I think either Ivorian or Burkina, mm-hmm. right? I yeah. might be wrong, uh, <laughs> but in any event, in any event, uh, I suspect uh, my father was full of proverbs or full of sayings, as I'm sure your family is. Mm-hmm. And one of his cliches, I would say, is you've got to take the long-term view. You've got to be forward orientated. And I know it's hard right now to do that. But if you think of the formals, for example, right? And this is something I've discussed with Mark and Erica about a future generation that in effect or current generation and a, a, that hasn't, in a sense, allowed its fulfillment to take place. The university needs to do something about that. Just as I think that the college and the university needs to do something about your formals. And I think you you will have a formal, right? In other words, the ones that you haven't had, you're gonna have even after you've graduated. 
So that's being future orientated and that's having something to look forward to. You know, I'm looking forward to a vaccination. I'm not big on vaccinations, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to it, right? Uh, yeah. And I think that people need to think about scenarios that they can say, I'm going to get there, and this is going to partially compensate for the things that was, I was unable to do. So yeah. you have to take the longer-term view, right? Not the long-term view that's endless, because that is unimaginable. But you have to think about it in terms of getting through every week and getting through every month and having goals at each at the end of each of those that you can say, I got to see my granddaughter yesterday or on Saturday for the first time in, in, in a month. And a lot of it had to do with who got vaccinated and who didn't. And so we're moderately confident that she's going to be okay. That was something for me to look forward to, right? And I think everyone's got to have that. So whether it's a relative, it's a friend, you know, you can get out and speak to each other in a park. Mm -hmm. You can blow off some steam, but have those phases and stages towards which you can think that form is going to come. I'm going to put on my best stuff and everyone's going to see me. And I'm just not going to be in a, in a, uh, in a hoodie and, a, and sweatpants for the next while, right? So yeah. those clothes that you've, 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 you've invested <laughs> in are going to be worn at some point. Exactly. And even if they may be six months, a year out of date, doesn't matter. You're going to do it. So get, let's get a commitment from people that, that you're going to have that and you're going to do that. And, but in the interim, have steps that will get you towards that long-term, thinking about the long-term. Right? That's perfect. Yeah, that planning process is, is key, especially in something like this where you can't you can't see you have no control of when we're back outside and back to our day-to-day -day interactions that planning process of just treating it week by week day by day month by month working with those goals is definitely impactful in terms of getting through getting through this as an individual and as a group of people and as a collective i think as well um in addition to to having goals so this is like an opportunity as well where if you have older relatives or you have family members or friends who might be who might be on their own well now we don't have is an opportunity for us to reach out to them you know we because so many things are closed because so many things are unaccessible for now we we have that time now that you can you can call a friend you can call someone who might be struggling through a pandemic um you know in isolation but mm -hmm you got the opportunity now to just pick up the phone, give them a call. It makes, it makes a huge difference. Uh, sometimes just hearing someone's voice and, and knowing that someone cares, you know? So even that, I think to be, if we want to be selfish helps us because knowing that we're able to, to bring a little bit of joy into someone else's life just makes you feel better and makes things easier for you as well. You know, looking ahead and having hope, Mm -hmm. right always gets us through everything right and things are eventually going to get yeah. better and go back to normal um but at the same time right now we've we've been given the gift of time and i know that's weird to say but like for example i don't live that far from york but yet it would take me sometimes an hour <laughs> to get to campus and yeah. to get home right so i have that hour or two hours now back exactly right that I can start dinner a little earlier and try a new recipe or, you know, kind of learn the ukulele, which is something I've been <laughs> trying to learn, right? Or just 
spending time with my mom who lives in the same condo mm. building as me. Right. So I see her much yeah. more often. Right. And I'm blessed to have her in yeah, this exactly. building. Right. <laughs> um, and talking to family overseas, like which I'm doing a lot more often mm -hmm. now. Right. So, you know, it's looking ahead and having that hope, but then also using, taking advantage of the time yeah. that we now have and, you know, learning to reflect more on our lives and what we really want to do, what we really enjoy and like giving time towards our own personal growth Yeah. right now. No, absolutely. Yeah. So that's what I would and say. Then, beautiful. Yeah, and yeah. that's amazing to even have that, that thought of time. Cause I really never gave it that thought that the commute that I used to have to school sometimes would be an hour, an hour and a half. And now I have that hour, an hour and a half to say, and I've, and I early, when we started the first semester, I was like, okay, great. This is the time I can sleep in now. I'm just going to take it as sleep. This is a sleep. And then <laughs> as times went on, it's like, okay, now, now I'm kind of wasting that time that I've been given by just sleeping in. Why don't I find something new and something, a new way to invent myself, a new way to even grow and do something else and meditate in the morning, stuff like that, where I've tried different things where I've find myself getting up earlier to just walk my dog a little earlier than normal so I can get up and make breakfast and stuff that I normally don't do during a school week because I always find myself being late and stuff just getting up running out the door school I'll stop off at Tim Hortons and I'll get something I've saved money on top of that because now I'm at home just go to the no frills get a bunch of bagels coffee whatever stay home so <laughs> along with time is the ability to save money to have that money growth mm -hmm. and put into savings and other stuff like that, rather than think about the negatives, try to reflect on the positives and, and the moments that, that you can work on and things like that. Instead of saying, Oh, I don't get to see my friends. or I don't get to be on campus. or I don't get to play any murals or I don't get to do this. Oh, my school is this. I'm overworked. I'm over that. Just kind of sit back and be grateful for the things that you do have and the things that are here and the, the people that are here to share things with you. Especially like hearing mm -hmm. that Erica's mom is in the same building. That's that's a grateful thing where you still have that able to see your mom once in a while and stuff like that being in the same. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stuff like that um, in conversation. Well, and... you know, it's interesting. I mean, just the thing about being in touch with family. You know, I have family all over the place in Europe and in in Nigeria and in the States and so on. And we had a we had a Skype meeting. And even though the 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 quality from Nigeria was sometimes poor, it was just great to see cousins who, to be honest, mm -hmm. I hadn't really been that much in touch with. Damn. And then for them to see my uncle who's ninety one, and you know my two sisters, and and it was it was amazing actually, and the kids and it, you know, it was incredible. But this is something we would have never done mm -hmm. had it not been 100%. had it not been for this circumstance. And I found myself actually in touch with people more than I normally would be. Mm -hmm. uh, but I make sure that generally speaking, it's on the phone, not not through this medium, right? Yeah. But nonetheless, there are occasions when we do that as well. So I think, uh, you know, what Mark and Erica said has really been quite profound, actually. I think we lose sight of the options that we're given because of these circumstances and yeah. how you can, again, c cement relationships that you would otherwise perhaps not foster as much, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's difficult, but, but we've all got to raise our heads above our current circumstances, right?
And in closing, I wanted to get a closing remark in terms of mental health and how you as an as you as especially as university admin how how it has impacted you guys and that's the one thing that the first episode is going to cover mental health and to start it i wanted to end off with you guys talking about your mental health and then once we get into it to hear the admin side of mental health um we don't often hear from it to start on early we talked about it but we don't often hear about it um in terms of the professional side and especially working day-to-day early mornings to nighttime opening up your laptop and zoom and stuff how is your mental health and to check in with you guys so that we as students and we as young adults kind of hear about it and have a basis to work off of in terms of your mental health as professionals well i'll tell you first of all right one of the things i do every morning (laughs) right is to right let's hear it Right? So I take a simple thing, right? Mm -hmm. I take a simple thing and I play around with it. Mm -hmm. And it's my way of of imagining different things, right? And I do it every morning, right? Mm -hmm. And I do it, and then I get into some serious practice later on where I do things stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, 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 again, it's breaking up the monotony of the same things. And I'm not saying that the meetings, so, you know, part of me, I, I, you know, I get frustrated sometimes, right? Yeah. Another meeting. Yeah. And I think, oh, man, I just want to, I don't like this. I hate Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to get back. And, and and so there are days when I just feel, oh, man, I just can't take this. But then I get back into my privilege and I get back into my circumstance and I get back into all the things we've talked about along the way. And I say, you know, it could be a lot worse Mm-hmm. Even where I know I don't like this, I hate it actually. But I, I, I kind of compel myself to get out my instruments and to do the things that relieve me of the daily duress of COVID, right? Yeah. And I would encourage people to try, as Erica has done, right, to take up an instrument, to do something, or to go back to the instrument that they didn't have, right, as mm-hmm. a way of alleviating this sense of of constant sameness, of the lack of variation in our lives. Right? So yeah. that's what I would say about myself personally. And I know that Mark and Eric have been a real important part of my kind of weekly sanity of engagement with others, along, of course, with my family as well. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Marco, did you want to add on to anything if you had? I guess in terms of, of how we've been impacted by by the pandemic, I know that myself, I've always been one who um, who likes to keep work and home separate. So I think if there are students out there who probably are the same mindset, it may it may be difficult to adjust to having uh, you know school and home be now the exact same place. So I guess one of if I could share one tip, it would be to choose one room in your home to be your your school setting mm-hmm. for, for the pandemic. And that way you're not bringing any stresses to the rest of your home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be one tip. And um, 
in terms of coping with uh, with a pandemic, uh, I think it's I think being active is a key no matter what. Um, so I know things are limited. Like I'm I'm big on going for hikes. I'm big on going for uh, walks and height and uh, uh, taking my bike out. And it's been difficult during the pandemic because even if you're walking, if you're going out, you're not really sure where you can stop, where you can go. So one of the things, uh, I, it's more difficult, but is still trying to get some exercise in. So I, I invested in, in a weighted vest <laughs> and I'll, I'll put on 40 pounds and walk up and down the stairs a hundred times. Really? And, that, and that'll be my, my workout for the day. That's crazy. It's also why I'm so short because, you know, the weight okay. kind of compresses my spine. So. <laughs> You've you been down. doing that the whole, your whole life, eh? That's, that's what it was? My whole life. My whole life. You were 6'5". That's what it was. And just, it just, <laughs> just went down. In, in my wildest dreams, I could not be 6'5". Right? He, 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 he was Maldini, but then he went down to Peru. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh, no. That's funny. For all you soccer fans, if you know that, you know the reference. If you don't, search up Maldini and search up Pirlo, and, and you'll, you'll see the big you'll see the big difference. Erica, did you have? You no, know, I'll, I'll take. Oh, sorry, Marco. Oh no, sorry. I was gonna say I'll take both comparisons, knowing who both exactly who Maldini and Those Pirlo are two were. Anyway, I'll take both. A, they're both exactly. compliments. No matter what. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Even, even they're different teams, right? Yeah. Exactly. Erica, did you have anything to kind of add on to that in terms of mental health and how you've been coping? Um, well, for one, I'm lucky because, like, well, you know this, but we, I have amazing colleagues, right? Yeah, so, 100%. That are easy to talk to. They're very accommodating. So everyday work life is mm -hmm. pretty easy, I would say. But, of course, there's days that you're frustrated, you're tired, you're exhausted, it's mentally draining. And so I'm also lucky that I have people I can talk to, right? Like I was saying, I have my mom downstairs. <laughs> I have my husband yeah. that I live with, right? Um, but unfortunately, there's some people who are live yeah. alone, right? Yeah. And they may not yeah. have many people exactly. to talk to, right? And I think it's important that students take advantage of um, student um, counseling, health and well-being office because your tuition goes towards paying mm -hmm. for counselors and it's free. Right. So if you if you are alone, you need somebody to talk to. Right. Yeah. Reach out to them. Hundred percent. Um. So that'd be that'd be my advice. No, definitely hundred percent. That social action, I think, is the one thing that's the biggest staple for me. Also, as a student, is that um, I have my friends to go to at any moment of any conversation, and our our bond mm -hmm. as a friend group has only gotten stronger through the pandemic because we've 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 tried to. I guess reinvent our ourselves every time something new comes out where there's a new social media app and all 16 of us are on it and we'll be like oh we hate this app we're deleting this we're gone <laughs> next app okay we hate this app also we're off this how else are we going to reinvent ourselves and how else are we going to that's what, like channel, exactly like, that's like things like that too like <laughs> we'll find ourselves going on conversations about topics um well, even just for jokes, like I'll take the I'll take the losing side of an argument with two of our friends where we'll message each other privately and be like, we're going to take the losing side of this argument just to see if we can flip at least one person onto our side of this argument. 
And you know how stubborn-headed all my friends are, and they just, Kobina won't flip. Kobina will just stay firm in his ground. Corbin will stay firm. Andre, all of them, they're just, they won't change no matter what. So, and it's like, it's like, I know you won't change, but it's like, why not try? You know what I mean? Let's try. Like, Let's try. Exactly. It's not going to hurt me to try to see if I can get one of you guys to, to crack and switch over. And hopefully it happens by the end of this year that I'm able to get one of them and I can check that off my to-do list, my bucket list. <laughs> But um, I definitely recommend uh, finding someone to talk to in that social group to have as students because school school consumes all of your time, but you're going to have days where you just don't want to do school or you just don't want to, you just don't want to talk. You just don't want to, you're feeling, it's just a rough day already. And I've had those moments where a friend just checks up on me like out of the blue saying like, yo, what are you, how are you doing today? And I'm just just like whoa like what like this is amazing like what like how do you know like do you are you in my room do you have a camera somewhere did you know i was having like did my dog tell you i'm having a bad day like like i was already yelling at him like 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 how did you know that i'm that i'm not in it today and i was like i could just i don't know i just wanted to check up on you so definitely that checking up on people that you talk to consistently is something that i would myself pass on to have and i have my counsel that we lean on that i think we found ourselves this year more happy, so happy to get into our council meeting because we just get in, we get in early, we goof around for half an hour, and then we get into our conversation about meeting. Then we'll finish our council meeting early so we can have that another social interaction online um, because we all know each other and we all have that 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 familiarness of like we we can't see each other, uh, but we can still know that. Majid does this and you do this and you do this. And I'm going to clown on Majid for when we recorded a video and he said tunnels and other stuff. And they just have their own little jokes that they'll get off and I'll have to mute everyone. And then it's, and then it's a conversation that you're on a power trip. I don't know why you have zoom and it's different things that, that light, that lighten up the, the room and that lighten up the whole thing where we'll finish our meeting. And now I can proceed with the rest of my day gladly, even proceed with the rest of my week gladly knowing that, I had the highlight of that week to to kind of push me when when it gets tough or when I hit that speed bump and I don't want to, I can reflect back on that highlight and then kind of keep pushing through. So I appreciate you guys taking the time out of your day, especially to have this conversation, because I think students needed to hear from university admin and and everything and just admin period um, in terms of what you guys are going through. and how you guys have adjusted to kind of give that blueprint to work with and to hear me also as a student, how I've adjusted and what's going on and stuff like that. So I want to thank you guys so much for sitting down and being the first guest in the president's office and being the first guest of the president's lounge podcast. Thank you. It's been a privilege. Thank you. Thank you.